IP Fabric for the journey. Hi, um, hi everybody. Welcome to um, episode one of For the Journey. Um, this is going to be a podcast recorded in front of a, an audience, kind of in a weird way, um, where I'll be joined generally by network automation practitioners and thought leaders to discuss that real world journey towards the nirvana of the self-driving network. Now, For the Journey is an IP Fabric podcast. The, automated network assurance platform and the plan is for most of our guests to come from that ip fabric family of customers and partners all of whom will bring their unique perspective my guests this episode are Gilbert moisio from nxo digital um, one of our french consulting partners and peter sprigado who's the vp for product management for my Tential. hi gents great to have you with us thank you thank you Starting with Gilbert, great to see you again, my friend. Um, would you mind sharing a little of your background for our listeners? Well, uh, today I'm Network and Methodologist Senior Consultant, but uh, a long time ago, <laughs> I studied mathematics and expert system, you know, the, uh, the ancestor of artificial intelligence. Right. Uh, one third of my career has been uh, as a system engineer, one third as a system developer and the other third as a network engineer. And currently I'm doing a, a lot of research on blockchain, web 3.0 and artificial intelligence. Interesting topics. Maybe we'll touch on those a little bit later. That'd be interesting. Thank you, Gilbert. That's, that's great. Um, Peter, I know you're relatively new um, in your role with Itential, but you've got a real pedigree in the network automation space too. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. So, yeah, so currently, um, you know, currently I've recently joined uh, Itential, uh, as, as you said, VP of, of product management, where I'm, you know, kind of overlooking overall uh, product development and, and strategic direction. But, um, you know, as it relates just to network automation, I've been doing this, you know, I kind of been living this world for uh, almost 10 years now. Uh, you know, I can actually date myself all the way back to about 2012 is when I really started on this network automation journey. And, and back then it was really starting this journey more from the kind of the vendor side. Um, and, uh, Having, having left that world, I went kind of into the software world and, and had the, the distinct uh, pleasure to join a, a early stage startup uh, called Ansible and, and really kind of drove them uh, into the, the network automation space and, and spent a long time there uh, really kind of cultivating network automation and, and specifically what Ansible did, uh, you know, in, in that field. And so, uh, yeah, I've had the distinct opportunity to really kind of watch this whole uh, automation uh, network automation concept really kind of play out for the last 10 years and, and be a key part of it. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you with us, my friend, and hopefully you can uh, bring some of that insight, uh, the, both of you, <laughs> to, uh, to what we're talking about today. So uh, as you know, um, IP Fabric is associated with the idea of intent-based networking. Um, in particular, obviously, it's supplying that network assurance capability. To, the, uh, to, to really provide the checks and balances, I suppose, to ensure the network's doing what it should be doing. So today I wanted to talk about fulfillment, which is uh, in, a, in, in an intent-based network, that's the bit where we're talking about the configuration, the automation, the orchestration aspects, the kinds of things, I guess, that, that everyone's talking about from a network automation standpoint these days and, and very familiar to network engineers. Now, 
we're seeing and hearing so much about network automation, particularly in the, the social media channels and, and all the things that are aimed squarely at network people right now. But it's always focused on programmability. Is that the right place to start, do we think? Chilba, what do you think? Oh, um, you know my way of thinking about network automation. <laughs> uh, network automation is nothing new to me. Um, as far as I can remember, I have always used network automation. The, the, the difference is that now there are standardized protocols and data formats. But if we limit ourselves only on this world, it sounds like buzzword. I prefer to speak about net DevOps and perhaps Enhanced-based networking is a way, a standard, standardized way to implement NetDevOps. But NetDevOps is something that includes tools, organization, methodologies, uh, and new people profiles. So it's, I prefer to speak about NetDevOps than just network automation because all network engineers such as me um, <laughs> always uh, use net, network automation. Uh, but without the, the, the standards that we have today, of yeah. course, it was nothing, uh, but it's nothing new for us. I, I must admit, it's, yeah, it's something that's, that's familiar. Peter, I suppose, um, uh, specifically, you know, thinking about from an Ansible aspect and everything, things that get taught to network engineers um, quite frequently, right? But that doesn't, it doesn't stop there, does it? No, absolutely not. And, you know, I think that, you know, in, in you know, the, the grand way that, that we always tend to do things, you know, when this whole journey started, you kind of get that, that pendulum swift and we, we go very hard to the extreme, right? And that extreme became, um, you know, that, that network engineer suddenly had to become developers and programmers <laughs> and write code. And, and, and those aren't necessarily, I mean, those are good skills to have, but, but they're only a piece to the, to the puzzle here. You know, and I think that when we think about network automation and, and where, you know, the, where we need to kind of bring that back towards center now is this idea that, that network automation really needs to become more of, of an a, uh, act of doing something, um, or I'm sorry, it needs to be more ingrained into to the way that people think about solving problems as opposed to an act of doing something, right? We, we, we kind of swayed so far to this, this idea that automation, you know, as, as I've talked about in, in other forums, it has become a verb, right? It's something I do. And that's not what network automation is really all about. It needs to be more about a state of mind, a way to approach solving problems. And it, and it needs to be done um, and, and applied really, you know, as, as much as, as possible. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be for big complex problems. Um, you know, you can use these mindsets and, the, and these these uh, uh, skills to solve little things, and I think that's really where where it needs to where it needs to go. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there are, of course, there's, there's different ways of approaching it as well. I mean, you've there's different tooling. We can talk about the programmability. You can talk about um, the Ansible's of this world. You can talk about SDN, I mean, in terms of having a controller, is, is, is an automated way of pushing config to devices, right? Mm -hmm. You can even talk about policy engines for, for you know, retrieving, pulling configuration, if you like, um, into devices in an automated fashion. There's so many different aspects, I guess. And, and, and of course, there's, there's, there's um, elements where you're not actually touching the configuration at all. You're just you're you're giving almost an intent or 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 kicking off a workflow to make stuff happen. So I mean, there's there's lots of different approaches to this, right? 
I mean, uh, oh, without question. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, and I guess that's something that you're seeing um, from from your work at the moment with Itential is that 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 coming together of lots of different work streams to, to achieve an outcome in in different ways, right? Multiple different ways brought together. I, I it is, and, and you know, I think that. Oh, go ahead, please. Oh, go, go, Gilbert. Um, I, I think that we have to, to speak about the, the objective because uh, the goal of the network is to be able to, to scale at the same speed as the system and the applications. That's why we are trying to, uh, to do today. And uh, when we speak about network automation, it's not just to, uh, to configure the first time the product. It's, it's not just for that. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we used the, the, this way of thinking a lot of years ago, but today we have to build a network that is able to scale really at, at very high speed. And uh, a network project uh, does not stop after its deployment. It will continue to live thanks to the Internet DevOps organization. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I guess, yeah, it's that business outcome, isn't it, that you're trying to achieve. And that's not going to involve just, I don't know, pushing a VLAN across a, a bunch of switches, is it? It's about bringing together multiple streams, I guess, of, of configuration and automation. Um, Peter, you were going to say. Yeah, you know, I think that, that this touches on a really good point. And, and this kind of, uh, you know, just exemplifies what I was, I was mentioning earlier around automation. And that is, you know, automation, when it becomes a mindset, a way of doing things, you start to realize that automation is more than just laying configuration down on a network device, right? There are, there are all kinds of opportunities to embrace automation, you know, well beyond just simply configuring the device that gets into some of the, the day two operational natures of how we run infrastructure, right? Everything to, to thinking about, you know, how you do things like, like using automation to, to triage network issues, to, you know, being able to use automation to, you know, create self-document networks to, you know, there's, there's just a whole plethora of use cases here, you know, that we can start to explore, you know, when we really embrace this idea around uh, automation and, and you kind of take it to, to a whole nother level here. Sure. I mean, that's, and that's something that we see a lot with, with our customers is that, that because we, we go ahead and, and gather a load of data, that data is not just useful for, for configuration or, or even for testing that, that, that changes have been delivered properly, but there's a whole load of other places where that data is useful. So why not embed that into your operational ecosystem and push data out so that you're not just automating the network itself, but the operations of that network as well, right? To, to get a visibility, to get an understanding of what's happening and to get that broader view. And I think that that is a really key point um, here. I, I guess, you know, the, the, the automation in itself though is, you know, it needs a whole load of other things to function that, that wrap around it, right? So, so you've mentioned mm -hmm. the, the fact that it's not a standalone thing and, and Jilbe, you mentioned the, the, the ideas of, of Net DevOps. I guess what you've got here, you've got to think about process, right? You've got to think about, about you know, all of those sorts of operational aspects as well. Um, any more thoughts on, on that side of things? Yeah. Um, in fact, if you, uh, if you want to implement the net DevOps, you have to think about the, uh, the organization of the service, the network service, uh, the, the people that you are using, 
Peter said uh, to uh, for a network engineer today, uh, you are you are not to obliged to to be a, a developer. Yeah, of course, but you need to have a lot of knowledge about development system and network. It's a new profile. Uh, we need a network specialists. High level of network specialists are always necessary because you have to troubleshoot the network. You have to be a, a very high level network engineer to troubleshoot the network. But it's it's not those people that you are using in the Net DevOps team. In the Net DevOps team, you have to uh, to know system development and network. Even if you are not a network specialized, it's not it's not uh, necessary. Just uh, some knowledge to uh, to understand what you are programming. And, and you have to organize the, the new way of thinking, the new way of, of working into, the, into the, the service. Because when you begin with network automation, sometimes later, you take into account the firewall, the servers, the routers, and so on. And in fact, you are, you, you are doing a lot of automation on all the IT parts of, sure. of, the, of the enterprise. Yeah, I guess, Peter, that's an important part of it. And I guess this comes back to the idea of orchestration as much as automation, right? This this thing of, yeah. of bringing together lots of different elements and, and building workflows, right? Yeah, you know, the, the interesting thing that, that often gets overlooked in, in this conversation, in this journey, um, is that when you when you start down this and, and and you know i think you know it's absolutely true that 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 you know this this permeates the entire organization no question about it right this isn't just something that is confined to the, the networking teams um but i think that what makes this you know what, what what gets forgotten is the fact that that we've got all kinds of systems out there that need to get brought into this field in order to successfully automate network infrastructure, right? You know, we don't, you know, we, as an industry, right, we don't just simply put config on devices. We got to get, we got to get the information to, to build that config from a plethora of systems that are out there, whether it's, you know, whether it's your DNS, whether it's your management, whether it's your IPM, whether it's your inventory system, wherever that data lives, we've got to be able to go out, get it, collate it, organize it, make sense of it, and ultimately be able to generate configuration. I think this is where, right, that development skill set comes into play. Whether or not you actually are sitting down and writing code is kind of immaterial to the conversation. What is key, though, is that network engineers and, and folks in the networking industry that are embracing automation, the ones that are very successful at it, understand that there is a methodology behind how you do this. And you start thinking in terms of, broad systems as opposed to discrete elements, right, that, that compose the, the infrastructure. Yeah, so this is the idea of, of saying, look, there's, there's data that you need in order to, to do this thing. You've got to gather that data. You've got to have, it's got to be good quality data. It's got to be looked after. You act on it, but then you also have to come out the other side of that and say, has it had the result that I was expecting? Do all the testing and, 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 basically have a feedback, right? To, to, come, to bring that back and say, actually, it isn't what I expected. So we go again until we get to the point where we've got something, something worked out. And it's a full ecosystem. It's not just one thing, right? Is, I guess is what you're saying. 
Yeah, in fact, you touched on something there, and, and I keyed on one word, and I think that it's really this is this is where I, I think that that you know as we continue on this evolution and on this journey, it's an area you'll see more emphasis placed on, and that is around this idea of testing. And you know, it was fantastic that that you know we've been on this journey to to create tooling and to create processes, you know, to help automate you know laying down configuration. But what we also need to do is we also need to think about how do we validate that what we're doing makes sense? And, and I'm not talking about validation in terms of did the network do we want, but, but in terms of, you know, how are, we, how are we using and turning to automation to be able to build, you know, our test infrastructure, our test harnesses to go out and test those devices to make sure that, that they're doing and achieving the, the intended effect. And these are all elements that can be turned over to automation when you embrace it in such a way that, that you can reap the rewards from it as an organization. It also frees up your engineers and your engineering and operations teams to focus on really the high value tasks as opposed to, you know, simply iterating through a list of test cases, right, yeah. to, to see if, if a network is performing properly. No, that's a good. That's a good point. I know Gilbert. We've talked before about about the DevOps cycle being including CI/CD and all those sorts of good things, right? And this is all these principles we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Peter was speaking about what, in fact, we uh, we call acceptance test in the application world. In fact, uh, when when we want to implement intent-based networking. We have to build a source of truth and we take the source of truth with some script and programs to apply configuration to devices. So the purpose is not to look at the devices to see if the configuration is applied. Yes, it's applied. We know it's a computer that did it. But the, 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 the issue is that if the behavior of the network is the one we wanted before. And this is the closed loop automation. Mm -hmm. So we have to, to, to do some acceptance test. We can say that to, uh, to look at the, at the network behavior and to see if the network is doing what, we, what it is built for. Is the intention is applied, but is it realized? So it's measuring the outcome rather than the uh, rather than the configuration matching what you what it what you someone thinks it should be yeah you you know the configuration is good if your source of truth is uh, is good and your program is uh, is working the configuration is applied so it's uh, of course but even if your source of truth is right even if your program is working as expected is your network uh, working as expected, it's not, not. It's another question. It's not the same question. That's a good point. I, and I guess the other thing, once you've built that that capability to 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 do that, is how you then can trigger those those events to occur. I suppose what you're then saying is um, giving people the opportunity to decide what they want the network to do in a simpler way or in in a way that that, that kind of abstracts all the network complexity away and perhaps presents, I don't know, a self-service portal or something like that where people can say, I want the network to give me this thing, point, click, go. And then you can, all, all of this process is built underneath that, the orchestration to deliver it, the testing to ensure it's delivered the way you expect, any feedback loop um, in order to make it happen, I suppose. Is that what we're, what we're driving yeah, it's, towards? It's an, it's an infinite loop. Uh, 
such as we are speaking about in agile methodology. So we have to, uh, you, you have to, uh, to build an infrastructure as code with the source of truth, with the program, and you have to get feedback from the network. It can be um, methodology, uh, it can be uh, um, telemetry, uh, some test, acceptance test. All of this is able to, uh, to answer to the question, is the network doing what we expected? No, that's, that's, that's understood. And I think, um, hey, a shameless plug. This is where I guess IP Fabric comes in because it, it has this ability to, thank, thank you for that, Jilfa, um, to, 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 to do some of this, this intent measurement for you, right? If you, if you ask the questions in the right way. Um, and then of course, you've got a nice API to extract the answers. So you can then uh, use that, I guess, um, uh, Peter, in, in the workflow itself, right? It's another data source that you're using in order to uh, to build that process out. I mean, that's exactly right. And, and you know, that's, that's the key to it is, you know, how do we tap into all of these, you know, various pieces of data or data sources and, and bring all of this together, uh, you know, under a single umbrella, you know, through a single workflow. You know, I think that um, there, there is a lot of, of, noise in the industry right now around this idea of source of truth. And, and I think there's, there is, you know, like anything, there's, there's a lot of opinions and a lot of different ways of approaching it. You know, certainly from, from my opinion and, and based on my practical experience, you know, I think that, that people become overly consumed around this idea that I've got to go through this big data normalization exercise to ever benefit from automation. And I, I think nothing could be further from the truth than that. You know, I think that that as organizations start on this journey and start on, on, you know, looking at embracing automation, you know, it can be done with very solving very simple things. Um, one of the, the challenges, one of the big challenges I see is organizations. And, and when I talk with individuals, when I talk with companies, et cetera, you know, they get very frightened is the best word I can come up with right now by by this this amount of terminology coming at them, right? You know, sources of truth and, and testing and automation and CICD pipelines and development and programmability and APIs and et cetera. And, and the reality is, is that, yes, there are big complex problems to go solve, but it doesn't always have to be about solving the big complex problem. It could be about solving something very small, very minor. And, and, and you know, I think that it's really key that, that individuals and organizations don't lose sight of that, that you can benefit from automation just simply by doing one task and automating it and then build on it, you know, add a little bit more, add a little bit more, tap into another data source, you know, do something else. And that's how you ultimately start to, to really reap the benefits of, of automation. So, you know, I, I find this one quite interesting because um, often, often when we, you have the conversation, the question comes up, you know, who benefits from, from the actual automation process? Because if you turn around and say, mm -hmm. well, actually, I'm going to do all this automation, but, you know, from a network engineer standpoint, it's obvious because you're saving yourself loads of work and time and effort and energy. But then there's the business aspect of it. Um, because obviously they Absolutely. need to invest, right? And they need to, to give you the time and the opportunity to develop an automation solution. 
but then you need to show a business benefit to actually achieving that automation. And I suppose this is this is the balancing act here, isn't it? Because you mentioned doing the small tasks, but there is no not necessarily any large business benefit to be seen by that. And so it's it's a case of balancing these things out and saying how much effort do I kind of put in without incurring a cost so that I can develop a, a a way of automating and then and then gradually, I suppose, tipping the balance so that you can see business benefit and get a, an investment into the process. Tricky one. Yeah. Um, when you speak about software that are running on system, you speak about time to market. But software and servers today are running on network. If the network is unable to uh, to scale at the same speed as the software and the system, you, you cannot be in time to market with the software. So in fact, network is part of the process and network is able to go as quickly as the rest of the IT. It was not the case until today. That's a good point. And, and I think uh, in terms of actually um, taking that that uh, process, apologies. Uh, in terms of taking the process on and 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 uh, and scaling it up, I guess um, this explains why people opt for those those uh, open source solutions um, initially, perhaps, and then grow into commercial solutions going forward. Is that a fair uh, a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. I think, you know, early in the early days in the nascent stages of network automation, the only thing you really kind of could do was you, you really only had two choices. You had you had the great big behemoth frameworks out there that were millions of dollars to implement, or you had open source tools. And there was nothing in between, right? You know, I think that over time we've learned, uh, you know, we've grown, we've we've developed technology and, and it no longer is beneficial to the business to invest in building everything from scratch. Um, you know, it just, there, there's no value there. I mean, every company doesn't need to write the same thing to access a router, right? I mean, there's only so many ways it can be done. So, so you know, I think that we're starting to see a number of tools that are starting to show up and, and a number of products that are starting to show up on the market that, that really give customers the opportunity to, um, you know, jumpstart their, their network automation journey. And, and be able to bring these different tools and platforms together, you know, to ultimately do it. Um, you know, I think one of the, the, the keys to making this happen is kind of this movement away from trying to do everything in one platform and one box and, and you know, in one software application and, and really kind of starting to look at this as, you know, I need to, to pick and, and choose the right pieces and parts and put them together to ultimately achieve what it is I'm trying to, to, to uh, what my goals are here. And, you know, I, I kind of love to talk with, with uh, organizations about this idea, and, it, and it's this concept that, you know, we, we've, we're starting to morph away from this idea that I take a tool or I take a software application or I take a platform and I figure out how to build my operational model around it. That's no longer the case today. Now we are starting to define operational models and then go select the right pieces and parts to actually achieve uh, those desired goals. Which which are going to you're going to assemble into an ecosystem to deliver the the That's right. ultimate solution, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that's right. That's right. 
that's something that, that we we see a lot of is that obviously people already have tooling to do automation of that they may have an, an SD WAN controller to look after their SD WAN. They may have a controller to look after their data center, but not have anything for their campus, and they need to automate that. What you're needing to do then is bring those elements together in order to to make sure that they can work in in unison, I guess, um, but then also have the ability to perhaps orchestrate them into into a single workflow so that when you want to achieve a, a business outcome, it might make a change to your SD-WAN, make a change in your access network, make a change to your, to your data center or your cloud infrastructure, and then test the whole thing rather, as, a, as, a, as an atomic change rather than try and manage all the individual little bits, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We are developing a lot of software uh, for customers that take into account all the part of the infrastructure, not only the, the network. It begin, the conversation begins with the network, but uh, we, we, we have to take into account all the other parts of the network, or the infrastructure part. Right, because it's about delivering a, a service, which is fundamentally the network is there to support all of the other IT services that sit on top of it, right? So availability of the network has to be has to be as uh, maximized because otherwise all of your everything is going to fail in your IT, right? So yes, and and this the virtual simulator that we use to uh, to do some tests before uh, uh, pushing the configuration into uh, the running network, uh, it's mandatory today to to work with simulators. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Chaps, I'm, I'm conscious of, of time. I don't want to keep you too long, but I did have sort of one last question that I wanted to just think about is in terms of what you, your organizations do, it'd be interesting to see how that, that everything we've talked about, how how they how you feed into that. So, so Gilbert, uh, we'll start with you. You know, the work that you're doing day in, day out is helping people adopt these kinds of solutions, right? Um, can you could you summarize that for us? Wow. Um, a lot of years ago, I began to I began to uh, to try to speak about network automation and all the uh, the the process around the network automation, but people were not ready to uh, to hear about uh, this way of uh, doing the network uh, practices. But today, since the beginning of the of the year, um, all the customers are asking to have network automation and uh, intent-based networking into their organization. And uh, in France, uh, the companies are not ready to understand to, this, uh, to, this, uh, custom, to those customers. So um, in my company, um, I work with uh, uh, some guys in a team. Uh, we are training together uh, to uh, be sure to uh, to know all the, the last technologies. And we, uh, we answer to those customers in uh, all around France. And as far as I know, we probably are the first one company to, uh, to uh, uh, do a net DevOps on the market in France. Excellent, thank you, Gilbert. And, and Peter, obviously, um, I tend to have a particular um, particular approach and a particular way of, of delivering uh, to customers. Can you help us with that a little? 
it looks like we may have lost Peter. Yeah. I'll just give him a chance to come online again. No, we've lost Peter by the look of it, so apologies. Um, in that case, Gilbert, is, are there, do you have any closing thoughts, any, anything that uh, you'd like to say, or is there any, any way that people can get hold of you and, uh, and, and continue the conversation? Well, if, if we want, we can continue the conversation on another session or, or using uh, LinkedIn or, or uh, uh, Discord and so on. Uh, no problem about that. There, there are a lot of things to to say about uh, network automation, net DevOps, and internet-based networking. And as I said uh, before, uh, I'm working on some new technologies. I'm sure that these those new technologies will change the way we will do network uh, tomorrow. No, that's that's uh, that's a very valid point, and uh, and I think something we'll probably pick up again on. Uh, on another time, if we may. Um, all I'll do now is uh, wrap up, I think. Thank you very much, Gilbert, for, for joining us. And thank you, Peter, if you can hear us wherever you are. Yeah, thank He's you. Back. There we go. No. There. I tell you what, I I'm, I'm just going to rewind a little then and, uh, and go back to my to my previous question, which was which was really, um, from, from an potential perspective, um, how would you help with this journey that we've been talking about today? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think what, what we're doing at Itential is we're really trying to focus on, you know, delivering to the customer a network automation platform, right? And it's something that they can really coalesce around. And that's really the idea. Um, you know, network automation, uh, to be effective in any organization, any size organization, and, and to be successful is only achievable if we bring automation to the masses. Um, you know, it cannot be one or two individuals that are, are, are carrying the, 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 the torch in every organization. So we're really focusing on building a platform that, that, that delivers network automation for anyone in the organization who wants to do it. Whether you're a, a hardcore developer or you don't want to ever learn how to write Hello World, you know, we're <laughs> trying to do that. And, and then the other element in, in, from a, a technology standpoint is we're really focused on, as I've talked about a lot through some of this, is that, you know, we really are focusing on how do we help organizations bring all these separate systems together under one platform so that every organization out there isn't having to write an integration to this framework and that framework and that framework and that framework. And that's really what, what the goals are for Attention. That's awesome. And, and is there, do you have any other closing thoughts or, or um, where can people sort of speak to you to, to continue your conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I love talking with, with anyone about anything in, in this industry. I've been doing it a long time. Uh, the conversations are always fantastic. Uh, anyone is welcome to reach out to me. Uh, easiest ways are, are probably via Twitter at private IP is, is my, my tweeting handle. And, and feel free to reach out to me and, and let's engage in a conversation about anything network automation related. I'd love to hear stories about what people are doing and, and how they're going about doing it because, you know, Collectively, we do a whole lot better, you know, when we work together and share experiences than everyone trying to do it, you know, by themselves. No, that's a really, really good point. I know that's that's some, somewhere I, I tend to spend way too much time is is on on the Twitters and the LinkedIn's, you know, with the community, just hearing the stories because that's where, you know, like, like you say, learning from 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 combined experience is always the winner, right? Definitely. That's right. Well, th thanks very much, gentlemen. Um, with that, we are going to wrap up this time. Um, 
please uh, look out for this and other episodes coming to a podcatcher near you. And thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much, Peter and Gilbert. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time.